Welcome to the Eternal ROI Podcast, where we share the real stories of workplace transformation. And now, here are your hosts, Will Stewart and Chris Patton. Welcome to the Eternal ROI Podcast. Good to have everybody watching and listening along. I'm Will Stewart. Typically, we have Chris Patton, CEO of His Way at Work, here with me to interview our guests, but that's not the case today. We sloughed off the dead weight. <laughs> Chris Chris is doing a big circuit. He's doing a bunch of stuff at some conferences and, and doing some family uh, trips and stuff. So uh, we miss you, Chris. But today we have Joel Delf, Delf who's uh, the caring manager at Polydeck. Welcome, man. I'm so glad to be here. I do miss Chris Patton. He's one of my favorite people. I call him the general because yeah. with a name like Patton, you have to win a war. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. And he's a great guy. Just a, a, a joy to, to work with and I always always have a good time. We end up laughing a lot. So uh, yeah. His story of transformation with how he found his value at a deeper level in the workplace uh, is is one of the things that just really encourages me every day when I think about his life. And so yeah. I'm glad to be on here. I'm glad to be talking to you. You are an incredible guy. Oh, You've well, got thanks. a great story. Yeah. Maybe we should just interview you today and talk about your life, Mr. Will Stewart. Well, let's do that the next episode. <laughs> let's talk about Joel today. <laughs> Joel, okay, let's talk about me. So you're here uh, episode four. Yes. Uh, so you're our first recurring guest. So congratulations. Repeat. That's right. Um, and we talked a little bit about, or uh, we talked a lot about your story, how you, you kind of progressed going into ministry the coming out, the going into polydeck and all that. Um, maybe we don't repeat that again totally, but right. so if anybody's maybe interested in that, that go check it out, episode four. But I, for those who maybe haven't, you're new to the podcast, tell us a story about, about you, how you got to where you are today. Uh, long story short, um, 2010, my wife said, you aren't supposed to be a banker forever. <laughs> and we just started praying about different levels of purpose. And that that one conversation at Outback Steakhouse led us to going into ministry for eight years. And about seven years in, God just made it really clear that I need to go back into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And right now I serve as the global caring manager for Polydex Screen Corporation. It's an incredible company that really understands that the most valuable thing in the organization isn't the brand. It isn't uh, the product that we sell, but it's the people who make it happen each and every day. And so it's my job to serve those employees uh, in a way that honors God. And yeah. so if they're going through something, they know they have a safe place. And we also have resources to really help people. That's incredible. Um, Polydeck special, it really is. Uh, it really we is. had Peter Freisler on, the CEO, uh, on the show. So people check, should check that out, as well as his son, Matthew, yes. uh, who's still in school, uh, or was when, when I talked to him. Um, so what does a global caring manager do? Yeah. Yeah, so if you take an HR manager at your organization, an events planner, a pastor, a uh, community connections manager, and put them all in together, that's what I get to do. So part of my job is uh, we really have um, a heart for serving in our community, and something special really happens when employees get to serve and sweat together. So yeah. we partner with over 150 different uh, nonprofits in our communities that we work in every day, and we volunteer. So that's a part of what we get to do, coordinating those efforts. We do mission trips throughout the year. So we do four, two internationally and two nationally. 
And that's a really amazing time because when you give an employee the gift of perspective, you get to serve in a different community that looks different than you. Yeah. We've been serving in Nicaragua for the last seven years, and that is mind-blowing mm. to be able to see people with so much hope in a really hopeless circumstance. Mm. So we get to serve all over the world, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we care for our employees in times of crisis. You know, right now at your workplace, there is someone who's going through something and they don't know where to turn. Uh, their car broke down, which is why they're late. They've got some house problems that they don't know how they're going to pay for that HVAC that, you know, summer is right around the bend. People are going through crises every time. And as a company, we've just had enough faith to believe that if we serve our employees in those times of crisis, not only do we help them as a person, but we're investing in something that's bigger than just the bottom line. The, the fact of the matter is you cannot escape your personal troubles and your personal life yeah. when you step through the door. I mean, there's yes. no magic door at Polydeck. Yes. And if if they don't have it, I'm sure no one else does either. Yes. Like, And I've yet to find the magic door where you can just slough off everything and suddenly I'm a 100% productive you know, employee for the company I'm working for. It's so true. If you guys have ever seen the documentary The Last Dance that followed the documentary of uh, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. One of the first things that Phil Jackson did was he took this group of millionaires, brought them in a room, and addressed them as people and figured out what was going on outside of their lives, yeah. outside of the court. And because of that, they were able to win all these championships that we all know about. But it really started with developing a culture that was cohesive, pointing it in the same direction where people felt like they were known, valued, and appreciated. Yeah. And it's worth the time to invest in people. You know, if you're even thinking it from a mercenary standpoint yes, of yes. like, I want to make a, a buck, right? Yes. You have to take care of people because that's the lifeblood, uh, no pun intended, of, of a business. Yes. And it's it's interesting, you know, if, if you line up 100 CEOs and say, do you agree with this? You know, do you believe in it? I think all of them would say yes. But it's hard to enact. It's hard to, to you know, figure that out. Again, no magic door. So there's mm -hmm. got to be something else. That, that's put in place. So what does Polydeck do to help meet those needs of, of the people working in the factory and, and you know, on the shop floor as well as the offices? Right. You know, we were talking about this right before we started the filming. Culture is something that's inconvenient to build in the short term, yeah. but it exponentially trains people better in the long term. Mm. And so what are some of the things we've done? One, uh, it really started with Peter Freisla, our, our CEO, his heart being pierced to realize that he needed to think of not just ROI, but eternal ROI. Yeah. So it really started with his heart to say, I've got to shift the workplace. So from there, uh, Polydeck did some practical things like just asking employees, what's it like to work here? And that's a scary question. It's a scary thing, but I guarantee you this. If an employee has been at your organization for longer than two years, they have an MBA from Harvard with how this place works. <laughs> or doesn't work. Or doesn't they, work. They know all the problems. They can tell you. You can pay someone 500 grand to come in and be a consultant, or you can ask that third shift shop floor worker, yeah. what's it like to work here? Yeah. And you'll be surprised. And they will not uh, spare a punch. They're so excited to tell you. <laughs> so just really asking people uh, what's going on here and how can we be better. Yeah. And starting with that level of 
um, openness and vulnerability gives the employees the keys to say, man, this place would be better if, yeah. you know, these reasons. And then from there, it's a journey. It's a journey of taking one small step at a time to do the work to make the culture that you want to live in. And so practically, what that looked like is Polydeck formed a caring team. And these are employees throughout the whole organization. They're not at a certain managerial level or tenure. Uh, they're all throughout the organization. And they have um, the voice and the ears of the organization to speak on what's going on. And so uh, we tend to live in silos. We, we say they're a bad thing, but people, whenever you get in groups, you build a community. And when you have representatives from each of those silos throughout your organization and say, hey, this is what's going on here, you can really start to affect change. Yeah. And we listen through the years and we evolved and we make mistakes every single day, but we really are on a journey to really care for people. Mm. It's really exciting. About three months ago, we had a death at the company mm. and an amazing employee, Bill Civile, he passed away. And it was a tragic time for us as a community. But when tragedy hits, you really know what you're built on. Sure. And uh, at his celebration of life, we did a celebration of life at work. Mm. And we took time off during the day. We cleared out one of our bays and we had it right on site. We had employees get up and share different things about Bill. Stories that no one ever knew. His family didn't know about it. One guy said that he, his car broke down and he ended up walking to work. And Bill saw him walking to work. And wow. Bill picked him up, drove him to work, and said, hey, if you ever need a ride, you call me, okay? And for the next three months, every single day, Bill took that man to work. Wow. There's stories like that that highlight the culture of what we want to build uh, that you don't really know about. Yeah. And uh, giving people a voice to share those things is really valuable. Yeah. That, that caring team is so powerful because it democratizes caring. You know, instead of it being on the CEO's shoulders, yes. who is a busy person, or being on, say, the, the the shoulders of some guy that's, you know, he's got he's got a half dozen things to do already, and, yes. and it's like, here, do this other thing. It, when you democratize it, there's something powerful in that. Yes. Because now caring is not just, you know, the boss's responsibility. It's my responsibility as an employee. Yes. Your behaviors, beliefs, values as a leader, they trickle through the organization whether you know it or not. Oh, yeah. And when we just try to be intentional with the values we want to be replicated, it really goes further uh, than we ever thought possible. Yeah, and you can it, it's a 10xer for you know what you're wanting to accomplish. Yes, and you can do it so much better. Yes, going back to the the shop floor, you know they know what the problem is for your company. They also know what the needs are in yes. your company. Yes. So yes. Uh, with this caring team. What does it look like? It's 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 a group of people. You know, are they meeting monthly? Are they meeting quarterly? How, how's that kind of work? What's the talk about the budgets? All yeah. how, that, how that all works. So uh, the caring team we meet monthly, and I get to head up the caring team. But they're comprised of employees throughout the whole organization. We've predetermined a budget that the care team can have autonomy to work with, mm -hmm. and you know the finances of that all. That's scalable to whatever the size your organization is, but at some point tends to be that money is where the tire hits the road. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> so a lot of things become rhetoric until you start paying for it's it. It's true. Uh, and so the care team has a level of autonomy with the budget that they control, and we can use that to care for employees. 
And so employees can apply for different needs that the care team can um, approve or deny based off of what's going on. And we've also um, empowered every care team employee to have a dollar amount where they can just carte blanche care for people in their area as they see fit. Mm. And so that could be lunches, dinners. It could be someone's going through something, so they need a gift card. We give them that autonomy, and then we just make sure that they stay in the budget range of what their authority is. Sure. Bam. And it doesn't take that much to start making a difference in people's lives. No. It's, no. it's surprising how little you have to do to just say, I, I care. You yes. know, And it starts with listening, right? Yes. Just asking and listening yeah. and then actually doing something about it. Yeah. And, you know, when you give what you can do, people see that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's less about giving someone a brand new house, but it could be bringing someone in to talk about the pathway to home ownership. Knowledge is power. And so many times as leaders, we forget that there are people all around us who don't know what we know. Uh, There's a 22-year-old employee right now at your organization who may not know how to buy a car. (laughs) That that sounds really simple for you because you're in car number 40, but for them, it's it's a new thing. And so just listening to those needs and supplying people, not just necessarily with money, but with knowledge, can be a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the core values for our company is servant leadership. It's, mm-hmm. it's I'm going to be a leader, but I'm also looking behind me to see who needs a, a path forwards for them. How do I train? How do I teach? Yes. How do I grow, invest in other people? That's powerful. Yeah, it's absolutely important. Um, so whenever Peter, the CEO, was, was here, he was talking about the very first thing that he did to help um, when he just wanted to you know, change the culture. And he, he asked him, he might ask the employees, you know, what do you want? You know, and it was just a shack to smoke uh, yes. when it rained. So yes. I can be like, I'm not going to not no elements. I'm just going to go so I can go smoke. It's a little thing, you know, and like if you're thinking about if you're a CEO, you know, you're thinking like some big grand gesture, uh, like you said, like a new house or something for yep. somebody. But just a little give me a little little covering. Yep. And, and this this hits the bottom line each and every day because we are all living in current times where. The workforce is highly competitive to keep and retain talent. Yeah. And you can try and do it with a sign-on bonus. You can try and do it with top pay. But really having a culture where people feel like I'm on a team I love, I have purpose in my workplace, and then I have a voice here, that that's priceless. Really that is. That really is. Yeah, and it's a great distinguishing uh, element. You know, and that goes to, like, there's some business leaders who are like, you know, this is just who needs this. You know, this is all you know, lovey dovey. Yes. If you want to get ministered to, go to your church. Yes. You know, go hug your mama. I'm yes. not here to to molly coddle you. Do it. Do an honest work for honest pay, and and that's our our tra- transactions over. Yes. It's such a bad mentality. Right. Right. Well, the companies we all purchase from, whether it's Nike or Apple, they're we're beneficiaries of a really strong and polarizing culture that has sent a ripple effect throughout the world with a brand. Yeah. And if we say we have faith and if we're trying to walk with Christ, it should affect our nine to five each and every day because he's actually commissioned us all to go and make disciples. And yeah. so, so many times I think that we forget that the gifts we have each and every day are actual spiritual gifts from God. Yes. The first indicator of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the Bible did not go to a priest or a prophet. It went to a builder, a normal guy who Mm. was building the temple of God, 
but scripture says he had the Holy Spirit inside of him. Mm. And so the gifts, talents, and abilities that have that God has placed in our life to grow these businesses that we call our own, um, they're gifts from above. And so we need to steward them that way. Yeah, absolutely. And for a lot of employees, you know, they're not getting a message on Sunday. I mean, a lot of people are are nominally uh, in their faith, yep. or you know, maybe they tend on on the big holidays kind of thing. Um, and and if you want to share Jesus with them, you know, the first thing you have to do. I mean, Jesus' ministry, he fed people before he ever yes. preached at them. Yes. you know, and you just got to care for people yes. and love them. And and there's no like street, there's no sermon that needs to be preached yes. when you're doing what's right and actually living. The, the loving example of Christ. Yes. And the lid we have many times put on that is, oh, well, that's how I live versus trying to figure out how do we implement a strategy that's bigger than just you being a nice person at your job? <laughs> how do you create a strategy that that heart that you have sends ripple effects throughout the whole organization? Yeah. And I think that's what a caring team does. I think that's what having a caring strategy does. And I think that's why ministries like His Way at Work were really formed because it was formed out of a place where there are great ministry leaders who just happen to wear a business suit, who just happen to work in the marketplace each and every day. And they're trying to figure out, how do I take my job and have an eternal ROI on it? Yeah. And that speaks to the second segment of CEOs. You know, you have one that's like, I don't need to do this. You know, just work for me. I'll give you money and we're done. You got the second set of CEOs that maybe on their drive home every day from work, they're like, man, I got to do something. Mm. You know, I've just got to do, I don't know what to do. I can't do it perfectly. You know, what if I get in trouble? Like, I just, and, and there's that, there's that angst. Oh, I'll, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Yes. You know, and then tomorrow comes, and then tomorrow comes, and, then, and so on and so forth. You get, get down the road in your years. Yeah. My, my dad told me uh, delayed obedience is the same as disobedience. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes when you feel that prick in your heart, that's not just about you being a good person. Yeah. It may be God actually telling you, you need to take a step. Yeah. 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 That's something someone told me one time. He said, if you have a thought, that's a positive thought of like, I should help somebody. Mm. Do you think that's coming from Will or do you think that's from coming from the Holy Spirit? <laughs> and it, it made me think, you know, yeah. um, and many times it's the Holy Spirit. I would say all the times it's the Holy Spirit. And yeah, so if, if there is a CEO that's like, I should do something. I mean, what would be your advice to, to, to them? I, I mean, I'd say do something. <laughs> if you yeah. feel like you need to do something, then do something. <laughs> but what's that advice to them? Um, well, one, I would say pray. I would say hey, ask God what you want me to do. Uh, the second thing I would tell you to do is get a sheet of paper and a pen and write it out because God didn't just give you your sound mind so you can make a profit. He gave you a sound mind so you can strategize on things that are deeper than just what happens at work. Yes. And so if you don't have a plan for how your kids are going to grow in a successful way, then you aren't using that brain of yours. If you don't have a plan for how you're going to keep your marriage afloat, then you're not using that brain of yours. Yeah. And same thing at work. Yeah. You want to have a strategy for how do I make sure our employees feel cared for? Because they're spending more time here with me and, and with what I think is important than their homes, than their churches, than their families. And so um, taking some time to strategize that. I would pick up the phone and seek wisdom. Ask other business leaders that you respect and, you know, I think that it would be a great thing for you at least to pick up the phone and call his way at work. Yes, I agree, 100%. They have the systems in place to help people. Um, they've 
worked with companies of all sizes, mm-hmm. you know, and all sorts of demographics too, you know, like from the blue collar to the, to the white collar to, you know, the no collars, you know, it just, they, they know how to help all businesses of all sizes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's great. You need a system yes. in place. We yes. have systems for everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like we have business plans yes. and everybody knows their roles. We have accountability yes. charts. Yes. But we don't have that for caring for people yeah. and does, loving people. Does P90X work? Does Pilates work? <laughs> does the Peloton work? Does CrossFit work? Does running work? It all works if you work it. Yeah. And so you just need sure. to pick a plan, stick with it, and a great system is something that His Way at Work does provide. Yeah, exactly. And start somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if you're not ready to, to rehaul, you know, up, you know, overhaul everything, then maybe start with chaplains, mm-hmm. you know, to that say they can, maybe like start having honest conversations with employees and saying, you know, what's broken, what's not. And yeah, there's so many ways to, mm-hmm. to, to make it all work. What are some stories of success at Polydex Some things that, mm. that you've seen? I know you, you told that, that one story, but just ways that lives have been transformed because years ago there's a system put in place. Yeah. So I think one of the ways it practically intersects in my role um, we talk about the balance between caring and performance. So that's the balance between the nut and bolts business needs of an employee and then also who they are as a person. Mm. And so a few years ago, we hired this brand new employee. She was absolutely great. And then all of a sudden she missed work. And uh, if our culture wasn't written out and how we do business each and every day, it would just be very easy to fire that employee. Well, they miss work. Well, a part of our culture is to find out what's going on, figure out if there's something outside the house going on. Mm. And well, she just ended her 15-year marriage. Mm. And she just was struggling with her children. Well, that's a lot of things going on. Yeah. And so we were able to step in and get her the counseling she needed. Well, a few months later, her dad passed away of pancreatic cancer mm. and her performance dropped. Well, because of our parameters in place, we were able to not lose that employee and care for her. Well, it's two years later and she's been promoted two times. She's doing really well. And the personal side, she um, is battling alcoholism and has been able to kick that. Mm. And she has the right tools in place to do that well. And so it's just a beautiful story of what happens when we care as a company, uh, because we can do what every other company does, which is look the other way and say, let's bring the next person in here. Yep. And in doing that, we create a transactional business relationships with our employees, and we wonder why they're not bought in. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't they committed to this place? So why do they roll their eyes when the CEO you know, does the yearly meeting and says, we're family? Yeah, no, no, you know, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. yeah. This is your family business, but I'm not a part of your family. Yeah, yeah. It's it's when you see people as as actual individuals, mm-hmm. like we started t- today with a life outside of work, who you know humans are complex. Yes, and they're it's messy. You right. know, everybody's life's me- my yes. life is messy. Yes, um, and when you see them as as God sees them, instead of seeing them as a number or, or a unit, right. um, that changes everything. Right, and. You know, it doesn't always work out, and that's the hard part about this thing. It doesn't have a 100% success rate. People are messy. They're complex, all of those things. But your beliefs, your behaviors, your values are about who you are more than it is what other people do to them. 
Yes. And so when you live out your values, you can go to work and come home every day and feel like, well, I did my job. I yeah. I lived my assignment well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus lost one one oh twelve. I mean Yeah, he did. He's his record didn't hundred percent, you know? <laughs> and and that's that's the way it is. People are people. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, if, if someone doesn't work on their culture, it's not like there's no culture. And then, like, oh, we're going to put a positive culture in there. Right. You know, there is no vacuum. Right. So there is a culture. There's always a culture. And culture is the actual employee handbook that people read. Right. <laughs> the employee handbook that you hand out the first day at work, that's what you have on paper. Yeah. But people really look around for the actual culture of what drives your organization. Yeah, exactly. And they that's what they care about. They don't care about what words are on the wall. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, this has been incredible, man, chatting with you. I really Thank appreciate you. your time. What's uh, what's what piece of advice you wish you'd been given 10 years earlier? 10 years earlier? Hmm. Uh, just keep trusting God to direct your path. I think so many times we put the weight of all decisions and directions on our minds, and we forget the fact that God wants to lead us. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And when God directs your path, it's a path of purpose that's deeper than you ever could imagine because you're doing what you've been designed to do. And so that's what I would tell people. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's a promise that God gives to us. Yeah. What's a top resource, like a book, you'd recommend? Oh, so a friend of mine wrote a book called You Little Jerk. <laughs> And the book isn't built to beat you up or anything like that. Uh, he's talking about the fact that uh, your knee-jerk reaction to behaviors, beliefs, and values of any given environment is the real culture. Mm. And so uh, You Little Jerk by Larry Hubacca, you can get it on Amazon. It's amazing. I'm not sponsored to do this, but yeah. I peddle this book wherever I go. It's amazing because it talks about culture. Yeah, It talks about how do you build culture that sticks. Mm. I ordered it today. You told me about it today. So I, I uh, one more it. book sold. That's right. He owes you a Starbucks yeah, he does. at least. I'm about Something. to send this to him. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the takeaway for today? What should people walk away from and knowing in their heart? If you don't take care of your culture, um, there's one that's already being built without your handprint on it. Yeah. So you might as well take some time to design the culture that you want to live in because you still got to go to work every day. Mm -hmm. Your employees, they make a choice. That's good, man. Well, it's always a pleasure having you on. I appreciate it. First two-time guest. So. Two-time guest. There we go. Hey, I want to pray for everyone as we wrap up today for someone who may feel like they're stuck, someone who may feel like, I want to live out my calling and life in the marketplace, but I don't really even know where to start. Um, if what we believe is true, then we know right where you're at, the Holy Spirit can guide you today, right here, right now. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to listen to you. Mm. We thank you, Lord, that you say the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. You do not use us because we're perfect. Many times you use us because we're a problem child. Yeah. <laughs> and we just ask you, Lord, to guide us today. Um, I thank you, Lord, for the anointing that you've placed on each leader that has listened to this podcast today. And I ask you, Lord God, that you will be their guide. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Joel Defoe, everybody.
Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. Hope you found some value in today's discussion. If you're inspired and you'd like to learn more, His Way at Work has a number of resources and tools for you. Just check us out at hwaw.com. If you're new here and you'd like to check out more episodes, just go to Facebook or to any podcast platform and make sure to subscribe there. Or if you know somebody that might find value in what we're talking about, feel free to share with them and point them in our direction. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.